This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 179 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Diane. And I'm not Steve. This is Augustine. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Augustine, how are you, buddy? Ah, not bad, not bad. Glad to join you guys. Thanks, you. So, any any new folks wondering, Augustine is our uh, friend who's joining us from over at theswiftagency.com, the biggest, baddest blog in the Taylor Swift world. <laughs> I'm I the Canadian them. import. They just put up with me. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian import? That's yeah, good. Well, no, okay. <laughs> All right, Obviously. so I, I before we get going, I got a challenge. I got challenged oh. by one of our listeners. Johanna um, from Sweden wrote uh, in and challenged me to say something in Swedish. Do you speak Swedish? Do you have any history of yeah, speaking yeah. Swedish? Never spoken yeah. a Swedish word in my life. But oh, she this... said, I challenge you to try this. So let's let's give it a go. Yagalskar uh, Aaron Podcast. Near best. How did you guess? I don't uh, know what that. That sounded means. like you were speaking backwards, you know, like one of those <laughs> records that aren't spin backwards, and they say have another message in the background. It wasn't backwards, but it does mean I love your podcast. You are the best. Woo. Oh, the the yeah, the point is sweet, but I have no idea how to say that. <laughs> I tried using Google Translate to cheat for me and give me the pronunciation. Even that didn't help. Um, <laughs> tough, tough language. So, I hope I lived up to the challenge there. The sentiment is what matters. <laughs> the thought that counts. Yes. We also got a uh, stump the host question. I want to see if I can stump you guys with this one. Hmm. Uh, so Isabella emailed us. And I, I asked, don't. I didn't get Adam. I didn't get that that you, you were going to send me the answers. To, no, to no, Augustine, that's cheating. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to look bad in front of you. Ah, right. go, hey, go I, doubt, I doubt I end up this one either. Ah, okay. Nice right. confidence. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that. Go ahead. Isabella's question. What is Taylor's spirit animal? Peggy is, is it a cat? Nope. Peggy corn. Nope. Is it an otter? Nope. Like J.K. Rowling? Nope. <laughs> Really? Know. It's not a pegacorn? <laughs> uh, like, does she like any other animals besides cats and pegacorns? It's not necessarily that she likes an animal. It's her spirit animal. How what does represents she know, her? How does she know what Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's a, a horse. Fox. A fox. Yeah, it says oh. fox. Augustine got it. Diane got yeah. stumped. Augustine got it. A fox. She said it actually said in it a uh, Teen Vogue interview. She said, um, let me pull it up. I have it. In How did I somewhere. remember that? I don't... Yeah, she said, because this is what's interesting, too. It's from 2014, uh, May-ish, so several months before 1989 came out. She of was course, talking about the... I Know Places, right. and she mentioned this. Yes, yes. She, was, uh-huh. she was hinting at I Know Places several months before the album came out, because uh-huh. she said her spirit animal is a fox, because they have to run and hide a lot, and she has to run and hide, too so sad well she said that's funny you said that because she said right after i didn't mean that to sound sad <laughs> yeah she did say that i remember that interview but i found it actually very very uh right or very fitting yeah right. she is uh, a cat person 
but she kind of moves and acts a little like a fox. Like she has grace. She has grace. I know. I know she's a goof and she stumbles sometimes, or she rips the door out of her hinges. But <laughs> but she is she is kind of a fox, and she also has the look to pull it off. Now I want to see her like I don't mean like in an anamorphic animal and on a cosplay kind of situation, but she has kind of like a fox spirit. I would yeah, say. Yeah, she has to be clever. She has to work her way through, you know, things. And run and hide. Head, run and hide. She has she to be lighting on She knows places she can hide. I, 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 I. Oh, okay. And she has to be lightning on her feet, like Foxes are. Oh. <laughs> All right, so congrats, Isabella. You did stump Diane. Almost stumped Augustine, but not quite. Did you know that Almost. one before she asked you? I did, actually, because when we did an analysis of I Know Places on whatever episode it was, mm. I was doing research ahead of time and came across that article. So Good for you. I did happen to know that one. Nice. It's not often I know the Stump the Host questions, but when I do, <laughs> I know them. <laughs> <laughs> That's from a commercial somewhere. <laughs> Adam sounds like a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> a commercial for Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I could sound. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should look into that as my future career. Do Sell voices cars. for commercials. Selling cars. Welcome to Adam's Used Car Lot. <laughs> we have all the best deals from all around the city. Come in now for a low price. Low, 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 low. We have the best prices in town. Oh my god. That will work. I would buy a car from you. <laughs> that sounds so sketchy. Yeah, and then I would report you to the. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Hey, the car didn't fly like you told me it would. Anyway. All right, so how about that Taylor Swift? How about that Taylor Swift? So, Taylor Swift news, there's a few things that have been going on. Taylor was, of course, the surprise guest at Kenny Chesney's concert in Nashville, performing Big Star with him up on stage. Yeah. That was amazing. Sorry? No, that was amazing. You know what that I did? Because everyone was posting videos, but I had to find that video. You know what I'm talking about? When Taylor is a surprise guest, mm -hmm. there is that video of the guy who, or, or the person, and I think actually it's a girl, that was filming before she appears. Oh, because so they always the like reaction. Exactly. I like that response when she just is like, Oh, who is that person on the side of the stage? And then the camera goes and the crowd goes, yeah! <laughs> you know? That's a good imitation. Yeah, yeah. I imitate crowds a lot. Perhaps <laughs> that's what I should do, you know. You, you need a crowd. a crowd to cheer you on. Hey, Augustine has a future career in sound effects. There you go. <laughs> As a sound effect, actually. One. <laughs> crowd. Definitely. So the next bit of news is the one that absolutely blows my mind this week. This is the one I find one of the most impressive accomplishments that Taylor has ever achieved, and that is that she made number six on Fortune's 50 Greatest Leaders list. World's Greatest Leaders, sorry. They had some huge people on this list. The list, by just for reference and comparison, the list is topped by Tim Cook, who is the current CEO of Apple, the largest company in the world mm -hmm. and i believe yeah. the pope is number four the pope like is that. on there number four ish um i have the list pulled up so yeah the pope's number four taylor's number six and so she's just joined by like these huge huge names very very influential people and she's as far as i can tell the there aren't very many celebrities behind her there aren't the only... i mean 
the closest. She's the only artist I hear. She's I'm the sorry, only artist that I've seen, and Mark Zuckerberg is like in the twenties. Is yeah, he's he's number twenty. Mark 25. Zuckerberg's twenty five. He's the founder of Facebook. So this list is claiming that Taylor is a greater leader than the founder of Facebook. Oh, I think LeBron James is thirty one. So that's the that's like the closest person I can see. Like okay, kind of like a sports, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, I I don't know what factors in, because yes, I would put Taylor like a, on a big influence in my life, but at the same time, it's like I for some people, I think it varies according to people. To be fair, you like, know, I like, I think also Augustine something to consider with this list is that Taylor being on the list, this isn't saying world's greatest influencers. This is saying world's greatest leaders. Ooh, and you know what yeah. else? Taylor is the first um woman on the list. So uh, so oh. according to them, she is the leader for She's the women. number one yeah. world leader for women. Isn't that insane? That's huge. Yeah, that's insane. That's also it. it, it that's a, the other part that kind of like my mind always works on the other angle. Uh, that also, that also feels like a, a lot of weight on her shoulders. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, like if she sees there, it's, this is gonna be. I'm gonna be very careful what I post out on and try to post a little less cats on my Instagram or something. No. I hope no, no. I hope she doesn't. Right. Yeah. Either way, I just find it to be an incredibly impressive credential to add to her list as if her resume wasn't credential or full of impressive credentials to begin with. Yeah. (laughs) That one's just a big one. So then also in the news, Taylor might not be country anymore, but that doesn't mean country organizations want to stop giving her awards. Taylor is set to receive... An ACM award, Augustine. Would you care to add to this? Because I know that you're like yeah. ready. You're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like, Ugh. yeah. No, it's yeah, it's one of the 50th anniversary milestone awards that ACM it's going to actually give to a bunch of uh, a, a bunch of people, including uh, like Garth Brooks, uh, including uh, uh, George. Uh, um, what George is who is George Strait? Lambert getting one too. Yes, yes, she is getting one, and uh, Taylor is in as the youngest person to actually receive the ACM Entertainer of the Year. And uh, it's kind of like it's it's kind of like crazy, but the, what the other part that I kind of like told Adam that I wanted to mention is her legacy in country is not going away. She kind of like not only has uh, achieved success in a genre, she has opened doors. Like there was a whole untapped market of music, and that it was aimed at young women because young women were into country and a lot of people were like, no, 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 we have to actually put more guys and talk mm-hmm. about trucks and beers, which, yeah, the, the, I'm not going to go into the whole, uh, the, in, into that subject because it's a long, it's a completely different episode. But I mean, yeah, that she, now there's a lot of uh, other uh, people saying, when do we get our Taylor Swift? When? So yes, did she has opened a lot of doors well, for that. Well, Augustine, so- when you're not here hosting with us, you listen from time to time, right? Yeah, I do. Did you happen to catch last week's interview with Kelsey Ballerini? Oh, she's good. Yeah, she is yeah. really good. And and she I mentioned that she, she used a term that I loved. She said Taylor Swift spearheaded the yes. way. Yeah. 
That's exactly what I was getting at. She made a comment about how Taylor spearheaded that country industry for women. So that goes right along with what you were saying about how Taylor can move into the pop genre all she wants, but what she left behind in country is lasting forever. And likewise, I mean, there are all kinds of memories. You know, Steve is not with us today recording because he's currently in Nashville, and he was posting some pictures on the Taylor Talk account around Nashville of Taylor merchandise everywhere and Taylor's awards and things like that that he finds around town and likewise at the country music hall of fame they still have that taylor swift whatever it is um yeah her uh, education center yeah the education center i was trying to blank on that diane thank you mm-hmm. um so what you were saying augustin holds true whatever she's done for country doesn't go away and this may very well be the last country award she ever receives but it's one recognizing that or recognizing everything she's done in country thus far. Yeah, and also the fact that she performed with Kenny Chesney, and yes, I wrote an editorial about it, uh, that I, I use a phrase that says you can take uh, the girl out of country, but not country out of the girl. Uh, the whole idea being that Taylor, for the fact that she has moved genres, does not mean that suddenly it's like I'm not going to talk to country people anymore. No, she does, and she still collapses. And, uh, and I would I, I would expect her from that from time to time to kind of like visit. And I even use an analogy: is when you change schools, it's true you hang out with a newer crowd, but you keep in touch with the friends that became your friends. You know, exactly. Not to mention she still has a home in Nashville. It's not like she's going away forever. Yeah, and their par- and her parents live live in uh, what's the, the thank you very much. Oh my god, I forgot that. That's there okay. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got stumped. <laughs> exactly. And I'm recording this after the fact and inserting it because Taylor had a huge night at the iHeartRadio Music Awards, and I didn't want to leave this out of this episode for you guys. Taylor cleaned up with three awards. She won Best Lyrics for Blank Space. She won Song of the Year for Shake It Off, and she also won the big award of the night, Artist of the Year. Besides that, uh uh-oh, my phone's beeping at me. Um, Besides that, Taylor also played guitar for Madonna. Madonna later tweeted about Taylor being a great guitar player, so that's kind of cool. I know that was probably the highlight of the night. Everybody was freaking out over that. You have, like, the pop goddess passing the baton on to the pop queen. So that was pretty cool. Big night. Sorry to interrupt with this message from the future. I'll take you back to the past now to our conversation that we had, oh, about five hours ago. Bye, guys. That just about wraps it up for the news, I think. Anything else? Mm, Nope. Nope. That's it. So jumping into our big discussion for the episode, I'm very, very, very excited about this one, guys. It's been long requested. In fact... I went back through our records and found four people that requested this on separate occasions. Persephone and Glenna both um, requested on an Ask FM, which that shows you how far back I'm going on this. I forgot we had an Ask FM. (laughs) Do we have any questions in there? There's some questions that aren't really relevant relevant. or serious questions or anything. Okay. Yeah, not serious questions. Taylor, can you follow me? Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. that's not what happened. And, and then we also have Marion and Red T Swift 13 who emailed us asking for this who knows how long ago. And I just thought it was finally time to bring this around based on this ACM award that Taylor's going to be receiving for her legacy in country. And that is a discussion on Long Live. 
Oh, so perfect. Long what was it? Great transition. That was that was a great transition. Thank you. Yeah. I've been practicing for a while. <laughs> I had that one planned out in my head. But this is such a huge song, you know, despite it being one, two, two albums ago. <laughs> How to do the math there? She's got so many albums out now. Yeah. Um, and despite it being two albums ago, it's so relevant because something really cool and unique about this, it's not about love necessarily although she says it's about the love of her band and her it's not about romantic love but it's not about romantic love but it does so effectively put life into perspective it does like it takes a big picture look at life and you know it prizes and cherishes her success it's something that she said she got the inspiration for when she was on the fearless tour when they were backstage, she was with her band, and they could hear the crowd roaring. Mm-hmm. And I assume, don't know, but assume what was going through her mind was like one of those sort of I finally made it type moments. Mm-hmm. And I think what this song does really well is it prizes and it cherishes that success, but it also doesn't take it for granted. It recognizes that it won't be there forever. And the uniqueness is that she shares that success with the people that got her there. It's mm-hmm. not like I've made it. It's more like we, as in the Taylor Swift team, has made it. Or know? who got there with her, rather. Not yes. the ones who got her there. Because she obviously had a large part in her own success as well. Mm-hmm. But she did it with a team, and you're right. So there is sort of – it's. I don't want to call it – a debate necessarily but something sort of interesting that i noticed is initially she mentioned that she wrote this as sort of a love song written for her team mm-hmm. uh-huh. then if you guys remember on the speak now tour her little intro speech to long live was saying i wrote this for you guys as she's speaking to the fans who do you think it was actually for well, I think she writes all her songs for her fans because, you know, she wants them to hear her songs. But I think originally this was written for her team because that's the they are the um, subject matter in the song. But the word team could also include people who support her, period. You know, so I think it could also be taken in a um, larger sense. Right. Yeah, I agree there because it's and I would say that kind of like I think it was probably written for her team, but as she was putting this 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 song out, uh, she acknowledged the fact that her team is everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like put a part B on this, and I hope you guys will indulge me on the secret message oh, because yes, we that's. Can talk about that. That's the reason why I think it's that way. The secret message says for you. It doesn't say for my band. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say for anyone in particular. It says for you. So how will this get to the person that it's meant for? It's very simple. It, the whole idea is, oh, Taylor Swift just tweeted, sorry. Oh, she did. <laughs> the what reason, did she tweet? Uh, getting ready for the iHeart Awards live on NBC at 8. Is Eastern time, and she mentions three of her friends there. Squad members in attendance. Taylor, what are you doing interrupting our recording with your tweets? <laughs> Breaking news, this better. just in. Taylor, we've told you before. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, anyway, but uh, just try not to lose the thread here. Uh, the for you message, I love it because basically it means everyone that decodes the message 
that's who the message is for. In other words, anyone that is doing that, it's holding the album, it's literally in the liner, or it's, it cares enough to actually read it, although it's probably when, for instance, it's, it belongs to your older sisters and you're, you because you don't have any money, you're too small to, to actually own mm-hmm. one, you're looking at it, you're going to read that for you and you know it's for you, and it's also when the band... Uh, for the, because the band has to actually, uh, oh, I want to see the album. I'm actually show up in there. The message is for you. So that kind of like tells you who Taylor thinks her team is. Anybody who has listened to her album or bought her album, and she once even said something like that. You are a fan of Mangi if you've liked one song, not every song, mm-hmm. one song or something that I've done, you know, then you are... You are a fan of me, or I'm going to paraphrase, you are on my team, right? Yeah, I think it was on her, one of her old MySpace about mm-hmm. me. She said, um, all you have to do to be my friend is to like me. So yeah. it's so it's pretty much like this song is for you if you like her in some way. If you've, like, if, like, if you feel like you're on her team in some way, shape, or form, then it's for you. Well, I have maybe a slightly different but still interesting perspective. At least I think it's interesting, but it's also mine, so I could be biased. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Um, I kind of feel like the song is about her immediate team. That's like the source character, but for the fans. And it's to give Mm -hmm. a glimpse, almost like uh, a glimpse into what it's like behind the scenes Mm -hmm. type deal. Because like Diane said, everything she writes, she writes for her fans. Right. So yes. when you, you get into the lyrics, which I, I guess, I mean, are you guys ready to jump into lyrics and we can Let's get do it. more into yeah, that in. idea? So, you know, she said the inspiration came when she was backstage at a fearless show and she could hear the people roaring. And, you know, so it opens up right from the beginning. I said, remember this moment in the back of my mind. The time we stood with our shaking hands, the crowds in stands went wild. So, I mean, that's to- totally setting up the stage for exactly what she said. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to her voice saying these words in my, the back of my head, and I'm getting a bit. I'm getting a bit emotional. emotional. <laughs> yeah, me too. yeah, the feels, like, the feels. I was part of that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Uh, fun fact for the audience: Augustine and I met for the very first time at the very last show of the Speak Now tour. Oh, oh. It was November yeah. 2011 in New York City, Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. She did. Uh, she did not only. She did long live. She actually in the presentation because she only only introduced like her band once when she was first doing it like on rehearsals, and then that was cut off on the next shows. She didn't introduce the band. She just said. Uh, Kind of like here they are, but she didn't introduce them one by one. But in Madison Square Garden, she actually took the time and said, "Because this is Madison Square Garden, I want their names to be heard and applauded too on Madison Square Garden." And that was a moment. That's for me. That was like the best performance of Long Live because she introduced like everyone name by name, including mm-hmm. including uh, both um, both uh, Al. And uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Danny, in the back that went with her. So they no, are no was... longer part of the agency. No, but I I have I always say kind of like 
Yeah, but at some points, you know, sometimes uh, one of them could return or, or show up, or sometimes they just uh, appear on the Instagram of, of one other of one other member. You know, for like from time to time, uh, you see you see all getting together with with Grant or with Liz, and then you kind of like feel that I I. I when that happens, I usually hear, believe it or not, I hear long live in the back of my head. Long live Augustine's memories of the <laughs> Speak Now tour. Well, perhaps in tune, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was really good. Ouch. That hurt. No, that, that, no, I was no. trying to improv a song for he you, loves Augustine, to make up songs. and you really, you yeah. really like stabbed me through the heart with that, and yeah, I, I just your it heart, hurt my feelings. And, you, and I, and I know I'm to blame. I gave love a bad name, because <laughs> <But, laughs> Augustine. Sorry. Now we have bad blood. It used oh. to be mad love. Take a look and what you've done. Oh. All right, back to <laughs> back, back to I apologize, live, but I was so, still real good. The, sorry, those those first few lines pretty much just set the scene, right? And then she goes into the the we were the kings and queens, and they read off our names. The day, the night you danced like you knew our lives would never be the same. So, I think that's sort of like the moment of success where she's like, "We we did it, guys!" Like, well, when she says, "And they read off our names," that sort of reminds me of like in um award show where they like they finally win the one that they want um i I, no don't remember a hundred percent because my mind is foggy sometimes but didn't she win some sort of cma um entertainer of the year in like 2009 because that's what this reminds me of yeah actually there was something she pulled the whole band on stage with her to accept the award right yes i mean are you guys kidding or it it, or are you really doing it this way it's one of the brightest moments actually no for me i I am just trying to make sure that i have the date right i know it happened november 11 2009 okay so i was right okay cool it happened at 8 p.m no i'm not (laughs) that's not true that's not it's true. It so actually should have happened close to 10 p.m. because it was the end of the show. But <laughs> who, I mean, who thinks about those? I remember those what she was wearing and what her hair looked like and her what her band yeah. looked like. I just wasn't yeah. sure of the year. But no, no, no. I remember the. I remember the year. Well, I kind of have to look it up just to make sure I didn't have it wrong. But uh, yeah, I remember the year. Actually, that's the reason why I, ha- I wrote a comment later on. But I, I do believe that actually perhaps the first, not the time that she wrote it, but it was a moment that was part of the inspiration. Uh, and that's the reason why I, there's a lyrics coming up that I want to mention on that. I wanted to mention on that one, um, that it was done. Why, then that's the reason why when I, I see that moment again and she brings the agency on the stage, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the moments in which she inspired herself to also write Long Live, even if she hasn't mentioned it explicitly. Yeah, I agree. That's a fair assessment. I like that. Augustine's Thank being you. analytical and deep right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I have my moments. <laughs> the, the first verse rounds off with what I think is the most powerful part of the first verse, and that's you held like your your head like a hero on a history book page. It was the end of a decade, but the start of an age. It's so powerful. It's mm-hmm. You know, I I definitely want to get your opinions as well. But, like, one thing I attribute this with in my mind, and, and again, cool thing about Taylor lyrics, we all can apply it to the same things or to different things within our own lives. 
is to me what she's saying it was the end of a decade but the start of an age goes to the whole concept that there's no such thing as an overnight success taylor and a team of people worked for a long time to create Uh music and build her, her fan base and all that stuff and then it's like they finally hit that tipping point like that was when it began the era of the swift but it doesn't end there it's like this is the start of still more and more work but it was the end of like trying to make it yeah trying to make it yeah it's almost like level one has (laughs) been completed no 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 really because it's kind of like yeah she like it's not the end of of your quest but it's kind of like now that you are better at this stuff uh you're gonna have to I'm gonna use uh, gonna kind of like use this expression, although I'm not quite sure if it belongs to someone. It's kind of like you have now to slay a little bit of a, a, a some bigger dragons now. Basically, you're kind of like in a bigger pond. You before that you were kind of like the new artist trying to make it, but that is going to look easy compared to. Well, she doesn't say that in the song, but what I mean is, I it's not the end of my story. It's not uh, the end of this fairy tale. I have to k- keep going on. It's kind of like the beginning of something new, but it's a moment of triumph. Let's enjoy it, right? Yeah, definitely. exactly. Now, here's an interesting question for you as well, though. Yeah, so cool. if you look at this verse, you have I and we. Now she's on to you. Who is you? You held your That's head like a hero. I was wondering when I was. Because she said, I remember this moment. We were the kings and queens. Um, you held your head like a hero. Who is you? She must be talking about someone in her band or maybe someone on her management team or someone that she's worked with. Just someone who is, you know, very, very proud of all that they've accomplished and they feel... I was thinking Scott Borchetta. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, believe it or not, it's Amos. <laughs> I was thinking Grant just because, I don't know, I just imagine him holding his head like a hero, like Abe because Lincoln. Because he loves in a Abe Lincoln. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so he's posing like Abe Lincoln. Yeah. But, um, there you go. No, no, it could I, I be can... any of them. But I think it's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I kind of feel Scott Borchetta in my mind because, in terms of her career, he's the one that sort of. it's hard to say like i i can't say he's been with her since day one because she had that whole sony publishing deal and things like beforehand the songwriters development Mm -hmm. deal that's what it was you know before scott borchetta signed her as big machine but from big machine day one he's the one that's always been there he was the one that took a chance on her kind of and she took a chance on him and they Uh worked through this together and i guess you know the song could be too just them finally reaching their goal together like look what we've made together you know we've started an age no it's it's true it's i mean even scott has mentioned it we we used to actually show up at red carpets of awards that we were not invited to really (laughs) yes no he absolutely has mentioned that and like i've heard him say that to my face so i'm not not even i'm the source in this one and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, not just to me. I was uh, there were other people, but in one of those conversations that he had in in, in Nashville a while ago, and he, 
there is there is a chance that of course of course I'm uh, there it, he might have mentioned it also in another magazine so I'm not necessarily going to claim exclusivity on this one but he did mention also that it's not that they would break into the carpets they would break into the awards it would just say show up into the red carpets and then he would actually go up to each of the media and say you're going to want to talk to her I even remember that expression that's what he used to say say and then they would they were trying to kind of like <laughs> trying to make it a little bit of a viral before vital ever existed and try to get other people to talk to her, even though she was actually not going in. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't know that. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, don't you know who this girl is? It. Don't you do your job right? <laughs> However, just so we're being clear, because sometimes I feel like we, we forget that the audience may not know everything. Scott Borchetta, who we're talking about, is the CEO of Taylor's okay. record label. It's always good to clarify. I, I yeah. do want to just make sure that's clear because we do get new listeners and things that have not necessarily been following Taylor as long as we have and, and don't know those names. Exactly. And it's not a, a person that actually – it's a person that we know from a while ago that actually in some – it's the uh, kind of like when Taylor – before Taylor Swift was Taylor Swift, she was only her and her parents. Before Big Machine was Big Machine – Big Machine kind of started with Big Borchetta. He wasn't like some big executive that with came out. Big Borchetta? Is that what you said? Sorry. <laughs> Did I say Big Borchetta? That's nice. Scott Borchetta. Big Scott Borchetta. Big Machine Scott Borchetta. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Just want Scott to make Borchetta, sure that, that, that Yeah, if he's listening to this podcast, it's like, I didn't mean it. Sorry, sir. Yeah, I don't think he's listening in right now. That's okay. I think he's got better things to do at this time. So how about that chorus? Long live the walls we crashed through. How the kingdom lights shine just for me and you. See, you can't stop singing it. No, keep going, I, it keep... You can't stop singing it. You can't read these lyrics without singing it. I was screaming long live all the magic we made and bring on all the pretenders. One day we will be remembered. What does she mean by pretenders? That part has always sort of stumped me. Bring on all the pretenders. The people that kind of pretend that they've figured her out, I would have to guess. Perhaps that's a little vague. Uh, but I feel like in her situation, a pretender she'd run into, but I don't know how it's applicable to the song, are yeah. people that pretend to have her best interests at heart, people who pretend to be all buddy-buddy with her. You know, all oh, the, all the fake people uh, that surround really don't celebrities. Think who, who, I don't really think who you could okay. be talking about. Okay, I think I got it. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you I say Perez I... Hilton? No. Why did okay. you hurt Perez Hilton? <laughs> well, let's keep things vague and abstract here. Okay. So, um, I think I know what she means. It's just like when someone makes it big in some way or whatever, there are people who will try to latch onto that fame and be like, you know, try to ride the, um, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, to try to... Oh, Ride the waves oh, of that person. oh, that Ronnie guy that taught her guitar. Oh, my God. He pisses me off. Oh, are we going to do this now? Do no, this now? We're, not do we're not doing it now. But that's I mean, he is milking her. Okay. Like, I taught her to play guitar. She is. the. I am the reason she exists right now. OK, so that oh. would be an example I would see of a of a pretender, someone who's like trying to pretend to be her friend in order to get fame. Yes. Yeah. OK, I got it. But I, I, I've always also sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say again. I don't know how that's necessarily applicable to this song and how that fits the storyline. I well, it might not be a perfect. Sorry, go ahead. Well, it just rhymes with remembered kind of pretender. <laughs> yeah, remembered. I was gonna say it's yeah. It's not a perfect fit. 
But I guess it's kind of like another way that she could say, I don't know if, if, if even hater would actually be here. But it always makes me, it reminds me nowadays now uh, equates a little bit to have some common ground with mean and some common ground with, uh, you know, shake it off in the sense of, you know, uh, People who actually don't like a, like the end properly, and perhaps in a better way, said uh, what uh, uh, what pretenders are. Um, but yeah, it's it actually kind of like uh, I think it's vocally better to to use that word with pretender and then remember. But mm, I, I kind of think it might not be the best fit uh, logically, mm-hmm. but it is the best fit. Uh, musically if that makes any sense well right. going off it of does the, sound good when she sings it going off of the rhyme though diane later in the song when she what about when she says bring in all the pretenders i'm not afraid so she, so then pretenders must be something bad then if she's saying i'm not going to be afraid of them yeah she does yeah i've well, i think established that, point, that they're bad okay. yes <laughs> no we established that they're bad but i'm i'm going to go back on on, on my assessment and say no she if she says it she means it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she probably has met a few pretenders since then. But at this point, it's like she doesn't call them out as pretenders, but right out as haters. Well, being put, putting on the English teacher hat for a second, Diane. Oh, okay. okay. Put, put on put, that hat. Putting on the hat. Um, any, any good argument has to address the counter-argument and address something on the negative end of things. So therefore, if she's talking about the triumphs, she also has to talk about the obstacles. Oh, there you go. Okay. Okay. Is that Does no, that count? Yeah, yeah definitely. Because yeah, yeah. You, you guys didn't react. You're just like, eh. I think, no, uh, because, <laughs> no, hold on. No, I think you're right. Um, because in this song, she uses a lot of, references to magic kings and queens like you know a very like um a very sort of happy viewpoint but it's also more realistic in that you know she talks about people who will um who will um pretend to like her so it sort of makes the magical parts not seem so silly because she kind of brings it down with realism yeah I have something on the tip of my tongue right now. Go for it. Okay. Uh, okay. So I found a better word than haters. Posers. Oh, there you go. Posers. Yeah. Posers. Not hosers because that's a Canadian term. Uh, posers. <laughs> <laughs> posers. Because, uh, yeah, posers actually technically are even more hurtful than haters in that sense because they will actually say, I'm your friend and la 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 la. And uh, some. Yeah, and then not really, and then they will try <coughs> to sabotage. Them. No, I, got a I don't want to go into that one, but yeah, but blood, man. Um, Verse two. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> yeah, Diane's like, I'm... let's move on before this escalates. Run away, run away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, let, we're talking about Taylor here, but yeah. uh, I would say yeah, posers are, the, are probably also her bigger problem. The, the the people who told her when she was trying to get the the uh, the uh, the big label uh, up along mm-hmm. with her career, saying, "Oh no no no, we're totally on your side. We'll totally help you." We'll talk. that's when they would try to do the the most damage. So now right. she says, "Well, now I know what your real face looks like. So bring it on." Yeah. What yep. up? <laughs> bring it dude that's gonna be her next single bring it 
bring it. it. No, bring it, dude. Oh, bring it, dude. Okay. Bring it, comma, dude. Okay. Bring it, dude. Okay. All right, now you get it? <laughs> All right, so next verse... You know, starts, I said, remember this feeling, I passed pictures around, of all the years that we stood there on the sidelines wishing for right now. Like, that part is the essence of that success again, really. It's that build, and again, it also reminds you there is no such thing as an overnight success. It's putting things in a real-world perspective, and it's showing an appreciation. It's like we stood there on the sideline for a long time, and here we are. Yeah, they finally made it. Diane's it, like nodding her head, but like nobody can actually see that. That's because... why I clarified no, 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 I by saying you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, she's it, siding with the winning side. <laughs> so. Then, then it goes with, "We are the kings and the queens. You traded your baseball cap for a crown when they gave us our trophies, and we held them up for our town." I love that. That's the way she wrote that because I feel like it's so easy for people who have won something to react like oh this is so great for me look how awesome I am um but she is thanking the people from the place that she came from you know she's like it's like you know she's it's uh-huh. it's not just her that got there well like, I don't she know had help and support I don't know if she's literally thanking the people from her hometown in Wyoming Pennsylvania I don't think that's it however there is the old saying it takes a village to raise a child and I think that's what she's alluding to in this sense where she says and we held them up for our town like her people her, her town is her village though that's yeah. the people around her that quote raised her right. and not literally raised her i mean it's her parents that raised her right. but raised her in the sense of her career it's all the people that supported her and the, those are who she and and the immediate circle the band and whoever are holding up the trophy for is to represent all those people in the village you're right. No, yes, and and I I would agree also with the assessment of the idea of that our town basically means her team, right? Mm-hmm. But it it's also the fact that she kind of like I don't know. I also feel that there's an aspect of our town as in um, a little bit perhaps on Nashville as well. Although at this point, uh, well, at this point she she also. She was also bringing country music to other countries, right? In 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 Speak Now, so although it's a little perhaps too soon to say because Speak Now ended uh, at the end of Fearless, but Fearless also traveled far. Fearless traveled all the way in into to uh, to a lot of places. Like mm-hmm. it turned her into 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 a nas- international, if not uh, success, potential. Right. But I would say, yeah. In, at that point, it's also kind of like we we were basically local, like all her town, all her team, it's a, a lot of them were Nashville. To the, and she was Nashville at that point, adopted daughter, but still Nashville. So it's also a little nod to the town that they are living in, as well as the town that each of them comes from, I think. So there's a multiple sort of multiple meanings to it. Yeah, because it says you traded your baseball. It's like from time to time she switches. uh, You mentioned this before. uh, She switches the target from 
from we to you, it's kind of like she centers on one person for a moment to kind of like give us an example of what they went through. Because with the baseball cap, I can completely imagine the times that I've seen uh, one of the guys from the from the agency wearing a baseball cap, right? Kind of like think for a crown. So and and so when everyone won. Each of them had their own little moment of success and and says like, look, Matt, this little guy that came from Sioux City or the, that came from Cleveland or that came from wherever um, made it, you know? Yeah. No, it's interesting looking at those two, Augustine, the IWU, because it always follows the same pattern. She always starts I, then it's we, and then it's you. And I, I'm trying to pinpoint my thoughts on why she might do that. But I think, it, man, it's really hard to. I feel like Diane, when she starts, yeah, I have a thought. I feel like when she starts with I, it almost um, establishes the set of where she is in this moment because she's the one who is writing this song, and then the we would be like her band or her friends or whatever, and mm-hmm. then the you would be her just um, looking at one person and thinking how this moment means to, or like what this moment means to them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, no it, it makes a total sense. It, it in that uh, actually that expands this song even further than I thought possible because it's <laughs> kind of like three layers that she's constantly switching between. Yeah. And when she says you, it's kind of like I don't know. From it goes from the we in which is basically them, uh, all of them together. But it's kind of funny how it goes from I, we, and then you, like uh, Adam already pointed out. Yeah, and I don't think uh each you is the same person. No. No, it's not. I think it's kind of like like she targets everyone individually and say so that you can identify with the song. And it's not like like the entire I'm just going to also value each person individually for whatever they've uh, done for, for the success. Because at this point... It's a team, right? Diane, how long have you been on this show now? I don't know, a long time. About Why? three years. Why? Am I think I that was the most something? genius thing you've ever come up with. Really? <laughs> like, Thank you. That was <laughs> no that you idea. It's it's sort of when you have to when you visualize the setting she's in right now. Mm-hmm. Like she said, it was inspired by that moment backstage, right? Right. Yeah. So what she's doing, if you're going through the mental process, it's. I said, remember this feeling. So she's talking to herself and then she's like, we're the kings and the queens. She's looking around the group and then all of a sudden she's pinpointing it right on one person surrounding mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And in each verse changes, it's a different person because she keeps looking around at each of the individuals surrounding her. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. That's really, really cool. And so uh, Diane can stay. That, that's what you mean. Diane can so stay. So that was my, my, you, my one good thing redemption. in the three years. You get to stay on the show. You are not <laughs> What do you mean redemption? What did she do wrong in the I first place? I don't know. I'm for, in trouble for something. For <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on with the lyrics because we, we've, been, we've been chatting about this song for a while. Sorry, there's a it. lot in this song. There is a lot there's in this, a lot song, this which, song. And there's more that I'm discovering as we talk about it. That's that's half the fun of this discussion. There is more. Mm. And that's really interesting, too, because it's two albums ago. And we have found with a lot of the earlier work, it is a lot simpler. And, and this does well, not fall point, in that category. Well, to a point, though, I don't think Speak Now is simple at I all. I didn't say simple. I said simpler, as in relative to 1989. Gotcha. Okay. So next, next lyrics. Uh, I mean, these are some of my favorite lines in the song right here. And the cynics were outraged, screaming, this is absurd. I love this how she sings absurd. that because yes. it almost sounds like it's 
someone who's actually like you know mad like this is absurd i don't know like like there's how could she win this yeah she's a little kid (laughs) well that's exactly what it is and i think it's like really cool because if you look at some of the prestigious award shows and things like if you look at like the grammys for example there are always winners that you're like I don't even know who that is because yep. they're so the, obscure. And, they play the violin, or I well, don't know. <laughs> no, well, that's not what I'm getting at. Oh. And, and this isn't a knock at the Grammy specifically, because in any industry, you always have the snobs. For example, like Augustine, you remember before we started I, recording I, I this episode? Up? What? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying before we started recording this episode, you'll yeah. remember I was talking about certain people in the podcasting industry that are snobs and like I record on a mic that plugs into my USB and there's people that look down at it that I have all this fancy schmancy equipment. I'm a real professional podcaster. I'm better than you. And it's like, you know what? We might actually even have a bigger audience than they do. And it's actually highly likely in certain cases, but now who's getting snobby. It's more of a, it's more of a tactful revenge. Okay. Yeah. Because people, people in the podcasting, I will, I will put this bluntly and, and I do stand by this. I think there are a lot of people who are, take a snobbish attitude towards fan podcasts because they're like, Oh, you only have an audience because whatever you're supporting has a big fan base. And it's like, that may be so, but I don't think that discredits what we do. Well, they also Adam, don't have to listen either. They could just listen to whatever fan they like and not deal with the podcast. Correct. You always are going to find pretenders in every medium. There you yes. go. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm getting at is is there are these cynics in the music industry and there's people that are the snobby ones that look at maybe different things than popularity or album sales. And they would think it's absurd that Taylor has achieved su- such success. Like, she only uses the same three chords throughout her music. That's not a very complex work of art. It's like, well, look at her lyrics. I mean, we're having an hour-long discussion about one song. So I'd say it is pretty artistic what she does. So th- that's my thought. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, no, I, I think you are onto something there, for sure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, sir. No problem. So that, that's kind of what I was getting at. And then the next line... Is yes. I, I can't even decide. I might even like this better than the line we just read. This is my moment, favorite line. <laughs> a band of thieves in ripped up jeans got to rule the world. The world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for me, this, uh, I'm sorry, I kind of like have to barge in and cram the door and, and fall down the stairs to our, <laughs> this ex- towards uh, saying something coherent here. But the idea of a band of thieves in ripped up jeans, for me, it. It kind of like screams that exact moment at the CMA Awards, 43rd CMA Awards, November 11, Nashville, Tennessee, at the British Arena. When she brings up the band, who brings up a band? Nobody this does girl, that. It, she doesn't write her own song. She probably never sings and stuff, and she brings the band on. What is this? This is absurd. No, it's not. And in, in the band was not dressed for success. I mean, no, they were there was the decently dressed guys. Don't get mad. <laughs> but they weren't what dressed I mean is like, know, in their fancy smancy. They outfits. weren't in tuxedos. Yeah, but, and yeah, well, a couple of them were were, and a couple of them were kind of like alternating between jeans and t-shirts. But the point is, they were still look like these guys are stealing the spotlight. They are not belong here. 
And that's what the whole moment was. That the whole moment of kind of like, and it, it's almost, believe it or not, I'm going to say this, it's almost an anti-established moment in which it's like, this is the authority, this is the royalty, this is the nobles. And this mere pawns that everyone has a backup band, the touring band, they don't bring them on stage. What is this? Well, Augustine, <laughs> so, yeah. here's to the crazy ones, the misfits. Yeah. Oh man. The rebels. I I, now I need something to drink and toast right now. There you go. <laughs> uh, if, if anybody gets that reference, I'll be very impressed and very proud, and you will officially be my favorite listener out of everybody. Are you out going there. to tell them what it is or just leave them in suspense? I don't know. Well, Should I tell them what it is? Tell them what well, it is. It, it's, it's, part of, it's part of an old Steve Jobs speech about how. Apple did things differently and and basically shook up the industry and that I think is where you're going with that Augustine is they are like the anti-establishment Taylor and her band they're not they don't fit the mold they're as Steve Jobs says hang on let me look at the quote again the the crazy ones right the the round pegs in square holes that's that's oh what I was that's for. a good expression yeah they're the yes. round pegs in the square holes. Um, and that, yeah. I think, where you were going with that. I, that's where I was going. But here's the thing. I know it was not like, okay, this is a revolution. No, it's not. But it's a moment. It's a moment. And what comes after that, if Taylor had not done anything after that, she still would have that night the, all the triumph that she wanted. She even said it. So I love this because that this particular night – Everything that I've ever wanted has happened to me. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. But uh, that whole moment kind of like she wanted to share it. And she hasn't done it since because she has gotten more poised. She has kind of like I I would say perhaps that was a very defiant moment that when she did it. I almost kind of help think that there were some people in the background saying what what you're doing. What? Why are you doing this? You don't need to, but I'm glad she did it at least once, right? So, yeah, a lot of people will think, oh, well, Taylor is kind of like, no, she's obviously like a Disney made a product. She's not, but let's say that we know all that conversation, how it goes. So uh, when she did this, it was kind of like a little bit of, uh, of oh, my God, it's in your face. Uh, she's bringing up the musicians that play with her. Why? And so, yeah, now anyway, I'm going over the same thing over and over again because I love that moment so much that I want to capture it. Remember it? Did it? Yeah. No, it is a good moment. And I think that line, because for a moment, a band of thieves and ripped up jeans got to rule the world, really grasps that aspect, that feeling. And and it's one of those lines, you know, we can always apply to our own triumphs and, and things as well. Yeah, and that being said, I I wonder if one some of the bad came after that and said, "Why do you call us thieves again?" And it's just like, "No, you." Oh don't. yeah. What I was trying to say, well, yeah, yeah, explain yourself now. <laughs> yeah. Now I can almost see the that. song after that line goes back into the chorus again, but this is where the chorus changes after bring on all the pretenders. She says, "I'm not afraid." That added line we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, and I think it's interesting that she puts it in this chorus, but not the earlier chorus. And mm-hmm. if I had to take a guess as to why, it's it's just showing development in the story because I feel like all her songs tend to tell a story, and Country this is a part songs. where she's no longer afraid, as as the line says. Yeah, and she's gotten more confident. More confidence, mm-hmm. more growth, more development. Things of that sort. Now, 
added to that, you know, she's got the line, long live all the mountains we moved. I had the time of my life fighting dragons with you. I love that line so much. Yeah, I love that line. And I'd, I know that some people at that time equated that line to the Jonas Brothers, because especially Joe Jonas, because he had apparently a thing about, you know, fighting dragons or whatever. But no, the, the idea is that's, that. not, yeah, that's not original. Yeah. I don't think so. This is for her team. That's not original to that. You you can otherwise open every fairy tale, right? Oh, so it has really not. It, the, this song is still for her team, and I love that line. I'm well, sorry, yeah, I, I spoke. That's just Augustine. It, it fits in with the whole kingdoms and castles and band of thieves, and it just fits into that whole knights of not knights of the round table necessarily, but that whole castles yeah. and dragons and. It's a quest for me. It's yes. kind of like a. Yes, it's a bit, it's a bit Lord of the Rings kind of thing. This is the desolation of smoke. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love the line of fighting dragons with you, and a lot of people put it on signs, and it's kind of like, it's that dream, the impossible dream of, uh, you know, f- yeah, I had to put that in there, uh, of you know, fighting the impossible, moving a mountain, like mm-hmm. she says in the previous line, right? Fighting a dragon, it's like who moves a mountain, who fights a dragon, who wins amongst all odds even when the odds are not in your favor kind of deal yeah i know i'm breaking up no no, you're absolutely right (laughs) augustine's crossing fandoms here the odds in your favor isn't that a hunger Hunger yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just mentioned lord of the rings he's just trying to throw out everything he can (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking, yeah, after this, Adam is going to go, and ah, that's the last time we have this guy on. No, we've invited no, you back No, never. Before. Augustine's always coming back. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. So, but, I don't know. I'm just going to keep it on going, though, because go uh, th- otherwise this will be the endless episode, um, <laughs> which isn't always episode. a bad thing. Not always a bad thing, because when the discussion's hot, it's hot. So. <laughs> that section ends one day we will be remembered and that is something i wanted to point out because to me that's where the humbleness comes in because mm-hmm. it's like here's our triumphs here here's our successes but it's going to end one day and like we, we will, will remember. be remembered as in past tense yes i don't know if necessarily that's humble though i still think that's confident because she's confident enough in the fact that her team will be important enough to be on um people's minds later humble on. confidence humble i guess bragging. i guess maybe yeah humble bragging maybe maybe <laughs> humble's not not necessarily the right choice of words but the point i'm getting at i guess is appreciation and understanding for the fact that it's going to end one day yeah that's when 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 the triumph suddenly turns nostalgic yeah Exactly. And then it goes into the bridge. Hold on, spinning around, confetti falls to the ground. May these memories break our fall. Is Augustine crying? This is the Get part where I cry too. What? No, I, I had some smoke in my eyes. And, uh, oh, something. there's a branch in my eye. Like, yeah. when <laughs> I, like, uh, um, a few months after Speak Now came out, I, I would hear this song and, like, cry every single time I heard the bridge of this song. After the when Did the tour was why? over and you would hear the song "Long Live Again," oh my god, I had to like find a, a secret spot somewhere. That, well, no. Nobody was, yeah. My 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 tear moment is I had the time of my life fighting dragons with you. That's yeah, uh... I failed to mention that before. Why but is that your tear moment? I don't know. It just is because it's just I don't know nostalgic and 
Fun fact, when I finished wow. um, college, I wrote that line on my little cap for my graduation ceremony. <laughs> really? The picture. Yeah, I have. I will post the nice. picture. Nice. Nice. Yeah. In the show notes? In the show notes, <laughs> yes. That's going to be the featured image in the Augustine show notes. Augustine gets there the you joke. <laughs> but that line, may these memories break our fall. What do you guys think of yeah. that line? I find it intriguing, mainly because I can't figure it out. Well, I mean, I think it kind of transitions into the next part of the song when she slows it down and it sort of takes a more somber note because um, she wants these memories to... I don't even know how to describe it, but it's almost like she Comfort wants her these in a time to, of sadness and remembering. She it. wants these memories to um, carry on after she's left, you know, after she's died or gone and whatever. Yeah, I think it's a little. I I I I think I, uh, my mind works in the in the same lines here. I think it's basically once you remember all this, you immediately kind of like have a low point in in which you say, well, that's not point and that's not what is going on anymore now or even i i would say uh it's it's going to i i have to save something for for the next lines because i have something there to say but okay. uh in when break or fall it's basically when we're going down when we're feeling down you must the memories will rise you up again kind yeah. of mm-hmm. that works don't cry because it's over smile because it happened nah. there you go that's what it reminds me of Actually, but next lines is okay. This this is the tearjerker part of the song in all reality. Oh, oh, part, oh, 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 oh. What, what what is Gustin crying? No, no, Get no, the man a tissue, no, tissue, no, tissue. No. We're good. Just read we're good. it, Adam. We're good. Just read it. Okay. Just Will you take a moment? Promise me this: that you'll stand by me forever. But if God forbid fate should step in and force us into a goodbye, if you have children someday, when they point to the pictures, please tell them my name. Tell Please them how the crowds stop. went wild. Tell them how I hope they shine. <laughs> yeah, that's the part in which basically everyone in the crowd cries. You know, to cry. Cry, but the crowds went wild. It's cl- it, it 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 has is it's more than a hint to you guys have to make some noise so you don't start crying. So make some noise now. And like the way she says, please um, please um, tell them my name. She says it so wistfully and it's um, it's it almost sounds like she's like please tell them about me it's it, yeah it's almost like for some reason and perhaps that's the only point that i would say that the the that taylor kind of like drops a conf- notch in the confidence there from some reason she kind of like remember me tell them about me i wasn't just like like some uh, some artists you played for, and, and 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 I have to mention here with the with God forbid fate should step in because I've used that title <laughs> for a couple of editorials, especially especially when members of the agency left. That that was kind of like what she knew that not the entire team was going to be her with her forever, and I would even say, and this is perhaps a little uh, not in the throat, but not the entire some fans might at some point not longer follow her yes right i'm glad i'm glad you said that yeah and i'm sorry you have a point go ahead well i i felt like you weren't quite done yet so i was gonna wait for you to finish but yeah but no you have an idea so go ahead (laughs) okay well going off that i'm glad you said that because one of the things with this particular verse there 
is I don't feel like it's explicitly written for the band or the fans. Because we were having that discussion earlier. Who is this song written for? Who's the inspiration? Who's the driving force behind this song? And this particular verse is very vague. Uh, my first impulse is that it's talking about band members. But then when you read it, there's nothing really that says it has to be about the band members. This could be a parting of ways with anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only I, thing that really points to the band members that gave me that first gut impulse was at the end, tell them how the crowds went wild and everything, because the band would be the ones there for all of that. Yeah, Where but fans I would also don't necessarily say... always get the chance to see her live. Mm, it's true, but I have to mention, uh, well, I have to mention two things here. Uh, number one, Taylor just arrived at the iHeart Awards. <laughs> hey, live, live updates, updates with Augustine. What's she wearing? Only a day late because this episode's going to be published the day after the iHeart Wait, Awards. She's wearing a black dress? Black dress. Uh, it's a little with sparkles on it and some cuts, cutouts. So you might want to check out. Cutouts. I will, we'll uh, have yeah. to look at a. We have to end this podcast so I can go look at her. Dress. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, but, it is getting rather long. So yeah, let's let's keep going. Okay. So what were you saying, Augustine? I thought you had I something. Okay, yeah, I thought I would cut a chunk. No, but the other part is uh, when she says, "You'll stand by me forever." That kind of men- makes me a also gives me another the trouble because it's those fans that said, "Ah, eh, I know what she's gonna do, so I'm just gonna follow someone else." Because I'm not that what all fans would do that. I'm just saying, will you stand by Taylor forever, or tomorrow someone else would go will be more sparkly and you'll go that way? You know. I think I will that- always be with Taylor. Yeah, I know. I was kind of, if I, it was a rhetorical question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if if maybe one day this podcast is no more, like there's no taking away the passion that we shared for Taylor here on these recordings. Oh, so not at all. Now you 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 don't make me cry enough. You promised oh. me you were not gonna make me cry. Come. I already. I cried. never promised that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes when I think, oh, should I just stop the blog and stop writing? No, 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 no. Stand by Taylor as long as you can. <laughs> Did you have anything else on that point? No, no, no. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Well, the episode or the song just ends then with uh, repeats of the chorus. So, I mean, we got through the long live discussion. Yay. How many times did you Ooh. cry? Count them up. I cried once, but I just didn't tell anyone. Augustine was like four or five, six times. Uh, no, 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 no. I, almost about. There were some close calls. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> All right. Well, that pretty much wraps up our uh, long-lived discussion. Now, Augustine, you you should know by now that we all uh, give it a ranking at the end of the song discussion, a 1 to 13 ranking, where 1 is absolutely awful and 13 is off the charts amazing. So if you had to rank long-live on that scale, would it be what, where would it be 1 through 13? It would have to be 13. I can't give it another number. It's kind of like if I have to pick up a Taylor song that is kind of like what's the all-time best song that Taylor Swift has written, I probably – here's the thing. She has a lot of other songs to write, but I'll put it this way. Number one, it's on my short list. And number two, if I pick another song that is not long-lived, it will break my heart. 
Oh. I could, I could, I could probably go one in 1989. I love clean. I love, uh, um, I know places. Uh, I love style. But the thing is, if I have to pick another song that is not long live, in the back of my mind, it's gonna go. You, you didn't pick long live. You know. Mm-hmm. So, all time best song. And Diane, one to thirteen. Oh, 13 out of thirteen, definitely. I feel like this is one of her most well-written songs, and it's also my sister's. Um, favorite song of hers of all time. So it's definitely a good one in my family. <laughs> I give it a 13 as well because going into this, you know, I was thinking, oh man, we're doing an old song. The old songs usually aren't that deep. Oh, but no, I learned <laughs> so much more about this song getting the chance to talk with you guys about it. And I hope everybody listening also got that same opportunity. So I, I think. You know, we had this question in our notes as a discussion topic, and I'm going to ask it, even though we're, like, totally out of time, but who cares? <laughs> if if you were putting together a Taylor's Greatest Hits album, would this be on it? Yes, and I would actually yes, yes, yes. put this as the last track, just to kind of say, long live her, long live Taylor yes. Swift. Yeah. I think this song is iconic and it's going to continue to span her career. Here's an interesting question. Do you guys think she'll incorporate it into the 1989 tour in any way? No, unfortunately. No, I don't think so. so. But I would say that if someone ever makes a song about Taylor Swift live, this is the closing song. Yeah. Well, maybe as a B stage performance type deal. But we don't even know what she's going to do for the B stage. Yeah, we don't know. We have no clue. I'm I'm saying if it were to be incorporated, I'm just simply saying I don't think it would be a set list. It would be like a special, like acoustic deal or, you know, something that isn't a regular part of the set list. That's my opinion. So, hope everybody enjoyed our long live discussion. It went on and on and on, and it was awesome because it was one of the <laughs> best awesome. discussions ever. And I'm so glad you got to join us for it, Augustine, because you're very passionate about this song. So, it was a good one for you to be a guest on. Thank you very much. You got it, buddy. So, I know because you're here, I had to do this, even though, you know, we this going to be the episode that never ends. I've said that a few times already. If this was a sure. movie, our fun segment where we take movies and try and pick a Taylor song that could be the theme song of that movie. And you love this segment, so we're doing it with you. If this oh, was a movie. You. All right. So, Augustine. Oh, I should have read these before. <laughs> I realize now, too, I should have prepared and I picked these movies. <laughs> if, <laughs> if a no Taylor song was the theme song for... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, what would it be? Oh, you had to throw a curve so like I was ready for the first one. <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, I'm going to go, I have to go a little bit off the cuff at this point. But uh, be- besides the obvious uh, Never Grow Up. I that's the I'm gonna give you two answers instead of one because we have so much time. <laughs> uh, besides, never grow up because it's a kid's song and it's a kid's movie. I also going to say shake it off because it's sparkly. It's oh, kind of okay. like it has that that whole dancey thing about mm-hmm. uh, it could be a song in the middle while you know something is going wrong <laughs> because that movie has kind of like some dark sides to it <laughs> that we won't go into but it um i would say guess guess never grow up is the actual the obvious uh, response okay mm-hmm. diane yes frozen i was hoping you'd give me frozen <laughs> okay i'm gonna go with 15 
Um, because in the movie, Anna falls in love with a guy, spoiler alert, who is awful for her. Um, <gasps> yeah, spoiler alert, doesn't work out. Um, not normal for nice little kid cartoons. Uh, but yeah, so it sort of kind of um, ties along to the line in 15 where she says, um, she says, um, Abigail gave um, everything she had to a boy who changed his mind. So Aww. it's... It's sort of like that thing. Really? I would have said back, back to December with all the snow. Thing. That works, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't think of that one, but yeah, that, that would have worked. Alrighty, and the last song from, or last movie for me, I guess, is Spider-Man. 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 Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man are you spider can. going to do? I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just going to say Spider-Man in general. Okay. Um, yeah. my, my first impulse would be jump then fall because Spider-Man jumps and then falls a lot. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, by title, it's a good one by the, the song itself. Probably not. Um, as far as the theme of a song, I would actually go with haunted because of that relationship that he has with Mary Jane, you know, Peter Parker, Mary Jane, sort of that haunting, like it's, they, they can't really be together. Like he puts her in danger and. Like he has to leave her behind, and it's so like... you're going with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I guess so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. But that, that's kind of my thought. So, if this was a movie, hope you enjoyed being a part of it, Augusta. Real quick before we go, I uh-huh. have some shout-outs to give. As you guys know, we were nominated for the best entertainment podcast for the 2015 podcast awards and as promised if you guys voted and told me about it i would give you a shout out so i got to give special thank yous to jt april amelia mckenzie miles emma josie johanna adriana naomi susan francesca lauren callie zandy rachel flavia pete elena julia maliha tristan deborah alex lizzie evan johanna and then from twitter andrew michelle swifty 448 karen something or other kukiela 13 Royal underscore Lynn, Albert Speaker, Supreme, Ham- Supreme Hamster. What a cool name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and J.H. Stone 75. So thank you to all you guys for voting. Thank you so much. The podcast awards are on April 14th. As soon as I have more information on where you can watch it, I will definitely share it with you guys because uh, Diane and I will both be in attendance. No word from Steve or Sammy if they're going to be able to make it to Vegas for the award show. I wouldn't count on it, but you can at least look for Diane and myself on the uh, red carpet and hopefully on stage if they call our name. If we'll they, see what happens. If we get to wear king, be a king and queen and trade our and baseball then, cap yeah. for a crown. And, Long live oh. will be our song. Um, yeah, so... Hopefully that happens. Definitely more information to come on that. There is going to be a live stream of that. I just don't know where exactly. Don't know. Sorry. Diana, is there a calendar you can share with us? There's for this one week? item that we know of. Um, on April 19th, that is the 50th annual ACM Awards. and They will take place in Dallas, Texas, and will air live on CBS. Taylor Swift will be honored with the 50th Anniversary Milestone Award, along with some um, other people we talked about before in the episode awesome so april 19th go figure taylor's gonna be at the acms the one year it's not in vegas which means i can't go she wasn't there last year i know she wasn't but she will be this year Uh, and it's not in vegas so i won't be taylor's avoiding me if i'm at the award show she's not 
she's going on. Obviously, that's what's in her mind. Yeah, yeah. Must be it. Must be reason. Anyway, guys, that just about wraps it up for episode 179 of Taylor Talk. You guys know how to reach us if you want to contact us, of course, on uh, Facebook and Twitter. We're Taylor Talk 13. All of our other contact methods are at taylortalk.org slash contact. We can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Oh, you know what? One kind of sad announcement. I hate to end on a sad note, but I, if I must, I must. You got to do what you got to do. What's going on? Got to rip off the Band-Aid. So right now, until tour kicks off, we're we're in a bit of a lull, I guess. How would you describe it? There's just not a whole lot going on, right? There's not, yeah. So starting right now, you guys are going to hate me for this. Ugh. We're going to start recording every other week for a while. Everyone uh. breathe. Take a breath. Breathe. It's gonna be okay. Breathe. Woo. We'll get through this together. You yes. We're gonna still, get through this together. Woo. You Deep can still breath. talk to us on Twitter. We're, We're all gonna... in this together. Yes. Yeah. See what I did there? High School Musical. I like that. Yeah, he liked that pun. Um, but in all seriousness, guys, here's the thing. So we've all uh, Taylor Talk is, is a hobby project. This isn't our jobs. We don't get paid for this. We do it for fun to produce the content for you guys. And all of us do have jobs and school and things that are competing for our time and this takes up a lot of time and it's really really difficult to put to balance out that time and effort and you know obviously we don't want to shut it down altogether because there's so many of you out there that listen to us each and every do week not, and every single do episode do not shut down this show altogether what's that Please. Do See, not shut Augusta down this would freak out we will Come we on. will keep doing this as long as people will listen but right now we're doing every other week you're yes. the only people I get to hear talk about Taylor oh. ever. So come on. Augustine's our number one supporter. There you go. Maybe if, if it ever if it ever comes to the point where we shut it down, we'll just pass it off to Augustine instead. Just be like, no. your podcast now. Have fun. Won't be the same. Come on. <laughs> but anyway, guys, like I just it was just seemed to be in the best interest of everyone involved in terms of our time management with our other obligations, as well as still putting out some regular content for you guys to listen to, to simply cut back to every other week just for a while. And once tour kicks off, who knows what will happen once there's things going on again and, and things that we can yeah. talk about, we can bring it back around. So that's that for now. So we'll see you guys all in two weeks. But for episode 179 of Taylor Talk, it's time to say goodbye. This has been Adam. Diane. And Augustine. Saying have a great two weeks. Guys, we will see you all next time for 180. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.